The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. The road to recovery for small businesses post-COVID is long, and data from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce shows that women-owned small businesses have an even longer road ahead of them. According to the report, women-owned small businesses have less optimistic revenue, investment, and hiring plans compared to male-owned small businesses. As funds from CARES Act programs like the Payment Protection Program, PPP, and the Small Business Association's SBA Economic Injury Disaster Loan, EIDL, advance grants are depleted, many small business owners are left wondering if they can even stay afloat until or even if additional government aid arrives. Despite the fact that more than 100,000 small businesses have closed forever, applications for new U.S. businesses are rising at the fastest rate since 2007, with over 3.2 million so far, which is good news considering small businesses employ over 47% of the country's employees. In this episode of Work Party, I'm sitting down with Sharon Miller, the head of small business at Bank of America, to talk about how we can ensure our small businesses, especially women-owned small businesses, find their financial footing and bounce back post-COVID. So welcome, Sharon. Thanks, Jacqueline, for having me. It's so good to be here. So during the PPP's hectic first phases, when bankers around the country distributed more than $342 billion in just 13 days, Bank of America employees worked around the clock to make it happen. So how has your team evolved to meet the new needs of small businesses and what has been the response so far? 
Well, we were the first major bank to begin accepting PPP applications in early April when the SBA opened. Our team worked tirelessly around the clock, I mean, 24-7 to make sure that we were supporting our clients and getting the funding into the hands of business owners that needed it the most. And so all in all, we were able to distribute 345000 to small business clients that equaled more than $26 billion in PPP loan funds for small businesses. It was one of the most challenging experiences of my career, but our team came together across the whole company to work together on behalf of business owners to get these PPP funds distributed. The PPP loans, I think, saved a ton of small businesses. So what advice can you share for small business owners who use PPP funds to cover their essential costs and now will be navigating the PPP loan forgiveness process in Q1 of 2021? Well, I think the first thing is be patient. Uh, the rules are still evolving and we still have some processes developing within forgiveness. So we may see more changes through the SBA guidance. And right now, what business owners should be doing is gathering all their documents as they prepare for that forgiveness process and make sure that you're thoroughly reviewing all your records, keeping your records so that that can get you through the forgiveness process once you are ready to do so. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of different you know, questions that people have. But to your point, everyone's sort of learning as they go. So what should small business owners know about applying for the loan forgiveness now to prepare ahead of time for when it comes time to submit? Well, the SBA did announce some changes to the forgiveness process in early October, and that included a simplified process for those that had PPP loans of 50000 or less. So we make sure that Bank of America and I know other institutions that supported the PPP program, we're opening that loan forgiveness application portal to clients in waves, depending on when they receive their funds. And it's just really important that you're keeping documentation as a business owner so that when you can apply for that forgiveness, you have all the necessary documentation that the SBA requires in order to get that loan forgiven. And are there any specific tools and resources you recommend for business owners to check out during this time? Well, I think it's important that you're utilizing all financial tools that are out there from your financial institutions. And at Bank of America, we do have tools available. We have a portal and it's all digital to be able to apply for this forgiveness process. But I also think it's important in this day and age, as we are moving from PPP and and stimulus into really recovery as our nation begins to recover, that you're taking advantage of digital offerings. Like at Bank of America, we offer the cash flow monitor tool. And that is a, a real reason why many businesses go out of business is that they're not managing their cash flow. So I think it's important for entrepreneurs to make sure that they're understanding where they stand with their business and how they can move forward. We also integrate that all into QuickBooks, ADP with your payroll processing. So, so many items that you're going to need for forgiveness, it's all integrated and it's very convenient for entrepreneurs as they're managing their business and their financial picture. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy to say, but it's been over six months since the federal government created the PPP loans to provide much needed financial relief. So two part question. One, what are some of the resources small business owners can draw on right now to invest in and maintain their business? But two, do you think there will be a secondary PPP loan released anytime soon? 
Well, I think right now, I mean, it's so important that that business owners are connecting with their bankers. I know, you know, the world has changed. And so many times these conversations are not necessarily happening across the desk, but through, you know, WebEx meetings, Zoom meetings, and certainly ways that we're able to connect with clients and our financial centers are open. And so it's important that you are connecting with people that can help you you know, reignite your business, help to move that business forward as we come out of this economy that we have been in. And as you said, I cannot believe it's been six months. It just seems like, you know, in some ways so long ago and in some ways just yesterday. So I do think it's important you work with a banker that you are continuing to, you know, reevaluate your business and your business model. And what have you learned through this pandemic that you can take as you adjust to move forward and then, you know, on the stimulus, you know, we're continuing to monitor it. And there is a possibility that we will get a new round of PPP. We don't know that yet, but we are certainly, you know, optimistic that that may happen. So are we. <laughs> so how can small business owners start saving now when their business is bringing in less profit? And what steps can they take to start, even if it's a slow build? Well, I mean, it's important and, and we typically recommend that business owners have an emergency fund of around six to 12 months of their business expenses. And that money should be liquid and accessible so that when you know the unexpected happens that you have that ability to draw down on those emergency funds. Each business is unique and everyone is in different areas of the country. And depending on, you know, geography and what's happening in your local markets, because we know that this has been very local where you'll have some shutdowns, some spikes in, in cases, and then you'll have other areas of the country reopening. So it's important that you're starting just with an audit and analyzing your cash flow, making sure that you could reprioritize some spending that you could put some savings aside. And then, you know, that should be their primary goal of a business owner. So to start building that cushion, to start building those emergency funds so that you can move through any situation that may, you know, come up with confidence knowing that you have a backstop. Your business is more than the goods you sell or the services you provide. It's the heart of the economy. That's why I'm teaming up with MasterCard to support entrepreneurs by sharing my tips and advice to help their local business. Like how persevering through hard times can strengthen your business for the future. Given that we're in the middle of a pandemic, I know many fellow business owners out there have fallen on hard times. For Crane Cultivate, quarantine meant no in-person events. When you take into account that we're an event first company that typically hosts multiple in-person events a month, this was a massive hit. So for us, persevering meant reworking our IRL events and digital experiences. But guess what? Global pandemic aside, consumers' needs are always evolving and a company that's able to swiftly adapt to those ever-changing needs is a company that's destined for long-term success. In our case, identifying the opportunity to offer our events digitally allowed us to grow our audience and bring our event experience to women around the world. Never before have we been able to say that we hosted event attendees from over 50 different countries. All this to say, we came out the other side stronger and better than ever. My words of advice to fellow entrepreneurs trying to do the same, stay strong, be transparent, lean on your team and celebrate wins of all sizes. For more tools and resources, go to mastercard.us slash local biz. That's mastercard.us slash local biz. 
together, let's start something priceless. Yeah. Six to 12 months is, is a lot. You know, I don't think people were prepared to that degree, but I think moving forward, they absolutely will be knowing the road to recovery for small businesses post COVID is going to be long and especially longer for women owned small businesses. Where can women specifically turn for support financial and otherwise during these times? Well, I mean, I think women business owners, I mean, there is such a strong support network for women business owners. And, you know, more important than ever, it's to connect with your peers, connect with mentors. And I found that personally as a woman in business valuable over the years. And I I do feel that, you know, when you can connect with like-minded women that have had ups and downs, that you know that you're not the only one that is feeling this way, it is absolutely important. And I think even more important during these challenging times that we've been through, that you have those connect points and that you have other women that are in business that you can discuss ideas and get guidance from because as women, you know, a network of one another to lift each other up. And I think now more important than ever. Absolutely. And, you know, what kind of analysis should women founders do on their business as they start planning during the next phase of the pandemic? I think for so long, it felt so uncertain. In looking at your business, what should you be looking for to make sure you're set up for success going into 2021? Well, I think, you know, this is a great time to reflect as we move into this next phase, you know, re-examine your business plan and strategy. I think it's so important that you are constantly reviewing your business plan. And, you know, as women, sometimes we can say, well, we could have done this better. We could have done that better. But I always encourage women to flip that around and say, what did I do great? Understand what I'm great at, what my business is great at and move forward with those strengths. I think it's so important. I mean, you have to look and you've got to see what you, you know, your ups and downs of your forecasts and projections. And certainly, you know, no one expected this year to happen. So it is a good time to reflect and then say, you know, what did I do well? And how can I really press that advantage as we move into this next phase into 2021? And then, you know, access to capital, you, you open the section, Jacqueline, with access to capital and how, you know, we, we need to be here for all clients. But I do think that women have unique challenges in their access to capital. And so it's really, really important that we are here and Bank of America, especially we are taking active steps to make sure that we're directly engaged with women and minority business owners to make sure that they have access to the resources and tools they need to really move into the next phase. And while we're on the subject of women-owned businesses, you actually played a central role in managing Bank of America's growing partnership with the Tory Burch Foundation Capital Program, which aims to increase access to capital for female business owners. In fact, Bank of America pledged a fresh $100 million to the program just last year. So tell us a little bit more about this initiative and how can female business owners seeking funding get involved in this awesome program? Well, we committed, as you said, we just pledged a fresh $100 million. And since 2014, we committed $100 million in capital to the Tory Burch Foundation. So this is all about helping women business owners gain access to affordable loans. And to date, we have helped with Tory Burch, with the community development financial institutions to more than 3,200 women in 16 states. So that has been something that, that we're very proud of. And, you know, it's not just the CDFIs with Tory Burch. I mean, that is one program, but we also partner at Bank of America with CDFIs all across the country. 
and have invested over $1.6 billion into them to help provide access to capital where maybe business owners wouldn't have ordinarily been able to get a, a traditional bank loan. So that is something that we're also doing as we think about how do we support women? How do we support minority business owners? And really, how do we support all business owners as we move into this next phase? Absolutely. And particularly black women were amongst the fastest growing entrepreneurs before COVID hit. Black women represent 42% of new women owned businesses, three times their share of the female population, yet they only receive 0.06% of venture capital funding. So how can we turn around this statistic and ensure the small business community is actually representative of a society as a whole? Well, I mean, access to capital, it's more important than ever. I mean, as we think about moving forward here and Bank of America is doing our part to really ensure that all small business owners have equal access to funding and assistance. And in June, Jacqueline, you might remember we announced a $1 billion four-year commitment to help local communities address economic and racial inequality. That really was accelerated by this global pandemic. So from that billion dollars, we've committed 200 million that we've pledged to directly invest in equity investments in black and Hispanic Latino owned businesses to help with supply growth capital, as well as to invest substantially in programs to create future entrepreneurs. So we are committed not only as an institution and in, in how we do our day-to-day -day business with clients, but outside of that, how we really want to make sure that we are accelerating racial equality across the communities we serve. Absolutely. And those are big numbers that you guys are committing. So how can we ensure that Black women-owned businesses and Latina-owned businesses bounce back from this pandemic and are poised to thrive in 2020 and beyond? You know, our teammates around the world have come together and we are building on our longstanding work to support racial equality and economic opportunity. And we are investing our time, our resources, sharing our voices and perspectives across and working with partners to drive change and address critical systemic issues affecting our communities. So I think how we can all help is to challenge ourselves to do the same as we build a better future for ourselves and those around us. So if we can all be thinking in terms of how do we make this a better place? How do we help promote racial equality? We will all be better off for it in the communities we serve. Absolutely. And totally agree. And this is a long-term process for sure. One of the things that has been kind of interesting, despite 100,000 small businesses having closed forever this year, applications for new U.S. businesses are rising at the fastest rate since 2007. So why do you think there's this large influx of new entrepreneurs on the rise right now? Well, Jacqueline, this inspires me every day as we think about how business owners are really keeping that entrepreneurial spirit alive. Many entrepreneurs have been tackling recent challenges head on, and they're using this as an opportunity to innovate. They're growing and they're building their businesses. So I'm not surprised that people are opening new businesses. This year alone, it's been a great reminder to focus on what's important and realign our priorities. And small business owners are doing just that. So how can we support these new entrepreneurs that are coming into the mix, obviously during a very intense time period with all these, you know, COVID cautionary tales. So for these new entrepreneurs, what would be your, your advice to them? 
Well, access to resources and capital, that's key to making sure these small businesses get off the ground. And after that, community support is going to play the biggest role. So if you love the innovation happening in your community, support them by shopping with them, spreading the word about their business to friends and family. I mean, let's support local business. It's more important than ever in today's environment that we are out there in our local communities supporting them. Yes, there's this great meme going around that says, you know, support your friend's business and pay full price, which I always love to see. I think that's such a great way to think about it. You know, it's it's not huge. I mean, obviously you guys are making huge, massive investments in the small business community, but for the day-to-day person, you can just shop small and invest in your friends in that way, which makes a huge, huge difference. So as small business owners look ahead to 2021, how did they set business goals that are realistic, but also optimistic and hopeful for growth as we kind of are going going into this new transitionary phase, you know, where things aren't back to normal, but maybe are getting back to normal. Yeah, you're, you're so right. I mean, and just sort of back to that small things, the small things are what's going to add up to the biggest difference. So, you know, don't think that, you know, just shopping and paying full price or just going here or one person is not going to make a difference because it does every bit helps. And so, you know, even just creating that confidence in the community and the business owner themselves, as they look into 2021, I mean, it's important as a business owner that you're sitting down with a banker, you're talking to a banker to really evaluate where you are, you know, and if it's not your banker, it's your accountant, you know, some sort of financial advisor to help you really set the stage because you have to know where you are as a baseline in order to know where you're going. And I do think that, you know, the business plans that were created, not that they've all been thrown out the window, but this is a great time to just reflect and to pivot a bit as you need to and say, you know, what worked, let's go on my strengths and let's go on the strength of the business. And then what didn't work and I can discard it. So don't get too attached to one way or the other. And I do think that, you know, one of the silver linings is the renewed respect for small businesses that is happening across the country. People understand how important small businesses are to our local economies and to the national economy. And without them, we won't have an economic recovery. So it's going to be so important that we continue to fuel what is the greatest growth engine of the U.S. economy in our small business owners. And what do you think for a small business owner who's looking at 2021, putting together a business plan, as you said, potentially throughout the one from the year before, what is a realistic timeline for bouncing back in terms of looking at profitability and looking to start maybe investing in your business again in terms of advertising or things like that? That's a difficult question to answer because every business is so different and unique. And they're also in different areas of the country, different industries, different geographies. So that's why it's really important that each individual business owner is sitting down with their business specialist or their accountant or their financial planner just to get an idea. Because you you can understand, you know, business interruption, what has happened to the business over the course of this disruption over the last six months, and then how long, depending on industry, is it going to take to get back to those revenue run rates that you had pre-COVID? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So at Bank of America, you're always innovating and finding new ways to support the small business community. So how do you see Bank of America evolving to continue to champion small businesses in 2021 and beyond? 
Well, I mean, we're in the people business and, you know, it is so important that we are listening to our clients and those are the 12 million business owners that we serve across the country, one out of every three in the United States. And so as we listen to them, as we, you know, have conversations, we know that now more than ever, digital capabilities and tools are more important than ever. And that's just been accelerated through this health crisis. So, you know, we will continue to offer digital tools, digital capabilities that can, you know, impact people's businesses like the cash flow tool, like Erica, to really be able to interact with our clients. And we partner that with the best in class business specialists out there. And so to have digital capabilities that are best in the industry and that we continue to build on, and then you partner that with our people across the the United States that are there to have those conversations, because just like we talked about, every business is unique. That's what makes it so powerful. And that's what keeps us going and helping and getting up every day to really help business owners move this economy forward. Absolutely. So let's wrap with some sentence finishers. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. (laughs) The best way for small business owners to spend their dollars right now is... I think adapting new technologies and then also instituting safety measures that make clients feel safe. The money book I always recommend to entrepreneurs is... Start with the Why by Simon Sinek. Oh, such a good one. The number one thing work party listeners can do to support small businesses during COVID is... Shop local. The best money advice I've ever received... Invest in yourself. And the number one thing that COVID taught me is... Expect the unexpected. (laughs) I think that's something we can all get behind. Thank you so much for your time and your amazing insights into all things small business. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me, Jacqueline. For more inspiring conversations like this one, subscribe to Work Party on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.